G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. The Australian Prayer Network, they've moved into a new gear. They've recognised there's something not quite right. They're upping the ante. They're raising the temperature, conducting what are known as the Watchman Schools of Intercession across Australia. Well, to talk about that, and as we've been talking, uh, perhaps a crash course uh, today in prayer, Brian Pickering from the Australian Prayer Network is joining us. Hello, Brian. Welcome to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Brian, it's always good to talk to you, and mostly when we're chatting, it's uh, usually about the National Day of Thanksgiving. But today, let's keep that hat firmly on your head, Australian Prayer Network, and the uh, intercession uh, schools that we'll be talking about. But Brian, let's come back right to the beginning. Uh, Is there a crisis of prayer in Australia? Do Aussie Christians really know how to pray? How do we know if we're praying well? I mean, do we compare ourselves to others around the world? How do you actually get an assessment where we might be at when it comes to our prayer life for Australian Christians? Well, it's interesting, uh, Neil. I think I think there's a, a greater interest in prayer now than there has been uh, for quite a while, um, and yet, and yet, uh, you would perhaps say that uh, churches generally don't do any teaching on prayer and are still struggling to get people to attend prayer meetings. Uh, so there's there's a, a little bit of a to and fro there but we're finding uh, a greater interest in prayer than we've ever found in you know in the last 10 15 years well what that says to me when you say that uh, is that perhaps the leaders of the churches themselves either don't see prayer as important or themselves don't know how to pray is that the impression that uh, that i'm uh, that i'm getting from some of those things you've just mentioned that could be the case um, at our prayer schools obviously we are dealing mainly with intercessors um, but uh, we don't see a lot of uh, um, pastors or, or leaders of the church come along. Uh, I, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, except uh, we are primarily dealing with the intercessors. But um, what we are finding is that there is a desperation beginning to emerge. People recognise that uh, the world in general, but Australia in particular, uh, is not in good shape. We're not heading in the right direction in many areas of our national life. And so there's a desire to know how we can change that. And one of the best ways to change the direction of a nation is through prayer. And people are beginning to realise that. Let me bring you back to an important word you're using here. And that is the word intercessors. Uh, because sometimes when we think of prayer and uh, in the very, very basic sense, it's, you know, God bless grandma and grandpa. Uh, but when we talk about intercessors, what is an intercessor and what's so special about that terminology? Uh, well, the, the uh, ministry gift of intercession is, of course, uh, uh, conducted through prayer. But I have a definition which uh, uh, involves all Christians, whether they, uh, whether they see themselves as intercessors or not. And that is, an intercessor is one who allows God to do in them what they want him to do for another. 
And so it's standing in the gap, as it were, to allow God to do in us what we're asking him to do for our nation or our city uh, or, or for some other situation that we're, uh, that we're praying for. And that involves all of us because it means that my life counts. It means that uh, my life is important to God and that he wants to use me uh, in order to work through me to bring change to the situations I bring before him in prayer. Brian, I want to invite our listeners to be a part of our conversation today. Uh, we'll open the talkback lines, 1-800-316-316. That's 1-800-316-316. What are your thoughts on the prayer life of Australians? Maybe you can reflect on your own prayer life, perhaps the prayer life of others in your community. Uh, you might like to reflect on the prayer life in your local church uh, though we don't want to be uh, critical too much, uh, we can be general in that. But is there a prayer crisis in Australian Christianity? Why don't you be a part of our conversation today? Our talkback line open and just for a short time, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. If you would like to be a part of our conversation today, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Brian Pickering, the Australian Prayer Network, with us today. Brian, the Australian Prayer Network is uh, just to remind us how big the network is because. Uh, you guys have have links to churches right around this wonderful nation of ours. Yeah, we have about 700 churches who are uh, registered or affiliated with us. Uh, we have a couple of thousand prayer groups who are also registered and many tens of thousands of individual intercessors. So if you extrapolate that out to about 100 person, people per congregation and 10 people per gre- prayer group, you can get up close to 100,000 people who uh, who will receive our information and and are engaged some somehow somewhere in in prayer. So just when you thought you were the only one praying, uh, you're saying it's a little bit like uh, Elijah there, and uh, there are many thousands more who've not uh, uh, who've not. Uh, still uh, on bended knee, there is a sense in which uh, if you talk about 100,000 others around Australia who are really dedicated in a deeper way to prayer, we would be very encouraged by that. And so we should be. Um, One of the things that we're doing at the moment is seeking to train up intercessors and praying people. And we've had 26 what we call Watchman Schools of Intercession at the foundation level. And about 1,750 people have come through those schools. That that's you know that shocked us because you know we weren't expecting that kind of uh, uh, response and so it does show that people uh, if opportunity is given to them to to learn how to pray and to understand prayer at a deeper level there's a huge uh, uh, you know, a lot of people out there who are who are desperate to to know more. Uh, Let me just uh, dwell on that word desperate for a moment because uh, in some of the information I read about your Watchman Schools of Intercession, you're saying that when people have an opportunity to participate in a uh, something that takes them deeper into a prayer life, there is a sense and uh, cases bordering on desperation are the words I read. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, uh, we had a, a school uh, on the central coast of New South Wales, which is around the Gosford area, just last weekend. And we had people who travelled up from uh, the south coast of uh, New South Wales and even Victoria to attend that school. And that's not unusual. We're finding people travelling hundreds of kilometres to attend a school. We had one lady who flew from Sydney across to Perth because the Sydney school was full. Uh, We had a pastor could fly from Cairns down to Brisbane. Uh, And people are coming, you know, doing extraordinary things just to, uh, to link in with these schools.
Brian, we're taking calls. 1-800-316-316. Our talkback line open. Let's hear from Helena in Burnie in Tasmania. Hello, Helena. Welcome along to 2020. What are your thoughts on what our, our discussion is about on prayer today? My thoughts on prayer is that intercessory prayer uh, has drawn a big part in my life because there's so many families that are disrupted and they won't speak to one another and so it gets very painful and um, it, draws, it draws me closer to, to praying for them because Jesus Christ gave his life not for one but for all and so... To me, interceding for others when they are in a crisis, whether they speak to you or not, is not important. The most important is to know the power of prayer that we are capable of um, receiving and and, and uh, spreading to others. Uh, prayer is the, the biggest power that we can have. Take everything to God in prayer. Helena, let's hear from Brian. Brian, on those things that Helena is sharing, the power of prayer. We often don't appreciate just how powerful our prayers are. No, that's correct. And uh, Helena spoke just like an intercessor would, a person who believes in prayer and, and not only believes in it but, but does it. But, you know, there's a, a survey done in America not too long ago which uh, uh, showed that 85% of Christians only ever pray for themselves, their family or their friends. And so there's only 15% of Christians who are really carrying the, uh, the load, if you like, for the bigger issues of the day affecting cities and nations. Uh, so there's a lot of work to be done to encourage people to know more about prayer and encourage them to think just beyond their own needs to the needs of others, as Helena's mentioned, uh, and to, uh, to see the world through not just their own personal lives but through the eyes of Jesus and become part of his uh, prayer army. It seems to me, Brian, and, uh, and Helena's still on the phone too, that sometimes we don't know what to pray because we aren't up to date and informed about the needs of those things to pray for. Let me just ask Helena, who's uh, still with us, Helena, uh, how do you, when you approach your prayer time and, you know, I've uh, really been inspired by your uh, focus on the power of God, what sort of things do you pray for and how do you know what to pray for? I pray to God for the needs of my brothers and sisters. Um, you know what category they belong to, and I believe that Jesus Christ died and gave me the power to bring them to you for their needs. Um, and if you have a need yourself, like, ask others to pray for you. Like, I'm facing a hip operation, and I've asked my church community if they would pray for me. And I believe that there's great power in prayer. Wonderful, Helena, and thank you so much for sharing with us today here on 2020. Helena from Burnie in Tasmania. Uh, just knowing what to pray, as Helena is saying, Brian, uh, keeping an ear to the ground when there are local needs, uh, but local needs are not the only things we need to be praying for. No, uh, our, our um, mandate as the Australian Prayer Network is to pray for the nation and to pray for issues that affect the whole nation and encouraging people to take some spiritual responsibility for their own communities by praying uh, into their own communities as well. And, of course, then there's the, the big wide world uh, way, way beyond our shores where we're seeing uh, uh, enormous prayer needs uh, in nations across the world. Uh, 
Um, and so uh, I guess the closer our relationship is with God, the more likely we're here, we're able to hear his voice. But I, I think uh, we just need to be conscious of, of the Holy Spirit working within us and those things that he brings to our attention are the things we need to pray for. And, uh, and I'm sure that's uh, how uh, uh, most people pray. They, they get a, a witness in their spirit that they need to pray for this or for that. And then they follow that and, and become a, an intercessor for that particular subject. Well, our talkback line is open, 1-800-316-316. Our special guest, Brian Pickering from the Australian Prayer Network, gets some details in just a few moments about these watchman schools of intercession, but you can be a part of our uh, talkback conversation today. The line open, 1-800-316-316. Back with more in just a moment. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. We are talking about prayer. Is there a crisis in prayer in Australian Christians? Uh, you might like to have your say. Our talkback line open, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Brian Pickering from the Australian Prayer Network is with us. Uh, we're going to be talking about some details about the Watchman Schools of Intercession. Uh, Brian, before we get into the details about these schools, and uh, we're hearing how popular they are, but if I was to ask you, what should the prayer life look look like uh, for an ordinary Aussie Christian believer? What, how do you describe uh, that? What, what the prayer life should look like, like in the life of a believer? Well, the first thing I would say is it should be a regular uh, aspect of their life. And so uh, sometimes the busyness overtakes us and we lay the most important things in life aside. So I think it's important to have a regular time when we, which we set aside to spend time with God. Uh, and obviously the more we do that, the more powerful our prayer life is going to be. But we also, in the, in the prayer network, when we teach about prayer, we, we try to take the emphasis off ourselves and put it onto God. So we, we say that prayer is actually an activity of God that requires our cooperation in order for, for, to fulfill his heart's desires. So th- there are three aspects to prayer. There's actually us talking to God, which is important. And most people understand that prayer is when we talk to God. But God wants to talk back to us. And sometimes we don't give him enough time or space to actually sit quietly and listen after we've spoken to him, to listen to his voice come back to us and tell us uh, the, what he thinks about the things that we've been praying about. And the third thing is that often when he does speak to us, he'll give us an instruction to do something that corresponds with being part of the answer to the issue that we've been praying about. So the third point is to do what God tells us to do, uh, anything that he might say to us in that quiet time, that we should actually do something, then we should do it. Because it's in the doing of, God, of God's will that we begin to see the change that we've been asking him for in the first, uh, what we call prayer. Let me ask you about levels of maturity and how a prayer life can really uh, take off in a in a significant way. Is it just a matter of growing in maturity and therefore uh, in a deepening knowledge of God, an understanding of who God is, of what Jesus has done for us, uh, that our prayer ought to intensify in the way that uh, that relationship grows? Or is there any need for some special revelation to our hearts about prayer? Obviously, the, the, the deeper our walk is with God, the deeper will be our prayer life. It goes hand in hand. Uh, if we don't know God very well, then our prayer life is going to be rather superficial. Uh, but if we know God and the more we know God, then the deeper will be our prayer life and the more that we will want to pray. 
because we will be uh, trusting the one who, we're, uh, who we know. Uh, he will have done things in our own life that we've seen. And so, therefore, we would be much more open and willing to, to engage in an in in ongoing conversation with him. So the two, maturity and prayer, go hand in hand. Uh, and uh, the more we learn about God, the more we'll pray. The more we pray, the more we learn about God. And so uh, each, each encourages the other. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to contribute to our conversation today. Is there a prayer crisis in Australia? Tell us how you have learned to pray. Let's hear from Eleanor in Melbourne. Hello, Eleanor. Welcome along to 2020. What's your contribution to our discussion about prayer today? Hi, Neil. My name is Eleanor. I'm calling all the way from Melbourne. How are you? I'm very well, and it's wonderful to hear from you, Eleanor. What's uh, what, what, what's so special about prayer for you? Prayer is a very important tool because it is a lifeline for us to communicate with God. Knowing God is always talking to us. At the same, t- at the same token, it's a time for us to set outside a t- apart to talk to Him. And I must say that most of the church people... Um, they are afraid to come to join in the prayer group because of a lot of rules and regulations like the old wine skins. Certain people won't allow people to talk much about it. But what I want to encourage my brothers and sisters in the air is to come to pray and to learn to wait upon the Lord. For the Lord has given us beautiful things. He says that in Matthew chapter 16, verse 9, it says that... Um, I have given unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou hast loosened on earth shall be loosened in heaven. And I believe these are the keys that he has given all unto us, that we should raise, that we should all rise up other than soulish prayer for our own needs, for our community, and for our nation. We should seek for kingdom prayers, asking the Lord to put into our heart. For the things that breaks his heart will break our heart. For whatever he cares, he will teach us to care for the things that he wants us to care on this side of heaven. Eleanor, wonderful to hear from you. Let's hear from Brian on some of the thoughts that you've been sharing there. Brian? Yes, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, Eleanor's hit hit the nail on the head. And uh, uh, yes, I couldn't have said it any better. Very well said, Eleanor. Well done, Eleanor. Let me pick up on a point that you made early in your uh, little chat there where you mentioned that some people feel like there are rules and regulations at the prayer meeting. Uh, I guess there has to be some sort of guidelines. What sort of rules should you be observant of, Brian, uh, or should you just let no rules at all on the prayer meeting? I'm very encouraged when I go into a prayer meeting. Some of them feel very intimidated because... There's certain set rules that has been set by the church that you're not allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do that. And everything seems to be regimented around the prayer room, but more than outside the needs of what they want to pray. Okay, Eleanor, let's, let's hear from Brian. I mean, obviously some, uh, some guidelines, uh, some order in the prayer meeting is going to be important. But, uh, Brian, your thoughts on rules and regulations at the prayer meeting? Yes, I think if a prayer meeting is going to be effective, it needs godly leadership. And, uh, and, and I often say to prayer leaders, they, they need to spend as much time in seeking the Lord about the prayer meeting they're going to lead as the pastor would do when he gets up to preach on a Sunday morning. Unfortunately, we don't do that. People just come along with their own, with their own needs or with their own heart's desires and, and tend to just uh, come unprepared and just sort of blurt out the prayers that they pray. But, but if we're going to enter into the throne room of God, as, 
as I believe we do when we pray, then it's incumbent upon all of us to spend as much time preparing for that as we do in actual prayer. And I guess the, the rules and regulations that Eleanor's talking about, uh, they're there because people don't prepare their hearts enough and just come in and, and, and want to uh, just... Uh, uh, sound off, if you like, uh, in, in their own prayers, and so leaders put rules and regulations in place to try to control it. I think if we all came with an open spirit and an open heart, and were led by the Lord in our in our praying, we wouldn't need to have those rules and regulations. Well, Eleanor from Melbourne, thank you so much for your input today here on 2020. Our talkback line open one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. If you'd like to contribute to our conversation, uh, Brian, let me just talk about the prayer meeting for a moment. Uh, yeah. Most churches have a prayer meeting, and yeah. as we've been talking about that uh, with Eleanor, uh, there is a sense, isn't there? There are those who come to the prayer meeting who are mature prayers. Yes. And there are those who we want to come to the prayer meeting who are perhaps new believers or uh, or people who are not quite so confident in yes. delivering, a, delivering a public prayer. Yes. There's a level of tolerance needed within the prayer meeting, isn't there, so that everyone feels comfortable to be there at the one time. Exactly right, and, and that's the role of, of the leader, uh, to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to contribute, uh, that uh, everyone understands what we're there to pray for, uh, I think a lot of uh, dissatisfaction in prayer is because uh, uh, in a group of six people, uh, each one of those might be taking it off in a different direction and there's no cohesion in prayer. And so I think uh, if people know that we're there to pray for this, and we may be praying for the local church, we may be praying for the nation, we may be praying for persecuted Christians, but if we stick to the focus uh, and, and add our prayers to those who've prayed before, we all tend to be on the same journey, heading in the same direction, which makes prayer a lot more satisfying and removes the need for all these rules and regulations that uh, Eleanor has mentioned. Brian, let me bring you to the Watchman Schools of Intercession that the Australian Prayer Network has begun, and these have taken off in a huge way. You're talking about three levels of prayer. Uh, you've got basic levels and it moves into sort of an intermediate and an advanced. You better explain to us uh, what's the difference and and what sort of progression you take people through when you're teaching them how to pray. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't say three levels of prayer. It's three levels of, of the school. The first one is what we call the foundation level, which teaches people how to pray, uh, what intercession is and how intercession works, uh, how to uh, reset their community, so they can pray more effectively for their for their city or for their nation, how to hear God's voice and how to run a prayer meeting. Uh, that's in the foundation level. Then when we move to the intermediate level, we go up a little bit further to talk about uh, the relationship between prayer and evangelism. We talk about the pitfalls that uh, intercessors often fall into and, and how to avoid those. Uh, we talk about strongholds and how to break strongholds. Uh, we go just to a deeper level of understanding and then the advanced course we'll be teaching people how to pray for, for nations, how to pray for national leaders uh, and, and taking it to another level. Now people can only just go to the foundation course and that's, that's as far as they want to go. There's no obligation to move higher. But if people do want to go right through, there are those three levels and then there's a fourth level where at the end of the advanced school uh, we will offer to take people on a prayer journey to another nation to pray or a 40-hour prayer weekend to pray at some significant place in Australia. So at the end of it, we hope to have sort of raised up fully trained people who will become the prayers and prayer leaders of the next generation. 
uh, and by next generation I mean the generation below me or, or two generations below me, uh, not necessarily uh, you know, teenagers but uh, mature people uh, who have uh, grown in their faith to a point where they believe that God is calling them to prayer. And let me just ask you about age uh, on this particular topic because... I mean, you know, you're never too young to pray. I mean, great prayers can be very young people. Uh, and you can get a lot of older people who really are stuck and, and really haven't progressed in a maturity in prayer. Uh, tell, uh, enlarge a little about uh, about age. And because, I mean, if people are, are doing your uh, Watchman Schools of Intercession, I assume they're not all older people. Uh, no, there, there is a spread. Uh, they probably, uh, majority would be uh, over 40. But there are some young people who come to them and, uh, and they get very excited because they've never heard prayer explained quite in the way that we explain it. But I want to emphasise prayer is for every, everyone. Every Christian should have a prayer life. No matter how old they are, uh, they should have a prayer life. But what does tend to happen is uh, uh, there's different stages of life and uh, young people get married, they have families and they've got to concentrate a, a little bit more on family life. And so we find that that people come come back to prayer uh, when their families are, are getting off their hands. And that's why you see a preponderance of older people, I think, given to prayer. It's not that young people aren't interested in it, not that they don't do it, but they have uh, other priorities in their life, which means that they can't give quite as much time as people of an older generation. But the schools are aimed at all ages. Uh, and uh, and as we said, we've had some young people come to them and have, they've got very, very excited because it's... a. Uh, it, it's it's a whole new concept of prayer which uh, which they haven't seen before, and it removes the old stage sitting around in a circle uh, with your eyes closed um, praying. Uh, let's talk a little more about that because what should your local prayer gathering look like? And uh, I was going to mention the idea of uh, people sitting around heads bowed, and uh, the idea that I've heard from young people saying they don't want to go and be a part of that group because it's a bit boring. Exactly. And uh, and so really it comes down to a, some level of sensitivity if you've got people there who are not. Uh, you know, all over forty, as you're saying, uh, perhaps you've got to adjust that uh, that prayer style to actually uh, create some level of uh, interest for young people. Yeah, we we rarely have uh, have prayer meetings where people are just sitting around uh, in a circle praying. We we like to make sure that people are active. We like to have uh, visual aids. We like to go out and pray on site if there's a particular thing that we want to pray for rather than just praying for it back at the church uh, we would take a prayer team out on site to pray say for the for the council go to the council chambers and pray and when you when you're doing stuff that that is active uh, it increases and heightens your awareness of what you're praying for it heightens your interest and it certainly isn't boring uh, so you know worship is part of prayer and so that these days, a lot of younger people enjoy the worship aspect of prayer. And so uh, we would see prayer as being something active rather than passive. Brian, I like this comment on your website. One man who had struggled with prayer all his life said to his wife upon returning home, I get it. I get it. I now understand what prayer is and how it works. You've got to take a little time to actually get into what prayer is and how it works. Uh, otherwise, it's just going to pass you by. Exactly right. And that's the, that's the very first uh, topic of the school is how prayer works. So we try to uh, 
to teach people through uh, diagrams and through the scriptures and, and try to paint a picture of actually how prayer works. And once people get understand the concept, it does change their prayer life. Okay, can we do this in like 60 seconds? Uh, can you give us the pricey of, uh, of, of how prayer works? Uh, 60 seconds, Brian. Okay. Hit us with it. It, it begins with the, in the throne room of God. God places issues or burdens on our hearts. We lift them up to him, uh, and he's more concerned about what we, what we carry in our heart than what, what he, we say with our, with our words or our voice. The Holy Spirit comes, takes that, that back up to the throne room of God, and he intercedes on our behalf in, in accordance with God's will. So Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27 encapsulate it. If people read those two verses, they were going to find uh, a quite, a, a, quite a significant uh, change. And the idea, Brian, that while we pray for uh, issues, events, circumstances, people, uh, God is doing something in the supernatural, in that uh, spiritual realm, to bring about uh, his will being done, but he's also working on changing our own hearts. There's something that's personal that's happening within us when we lift our voices in prayer. Yes, uh, certainly. Um, and that's where I come back to what intercession is. Intercession is allowing God to do in us what we want him to do for something, someone else. So if we're, if we're praying for righteousness to be exalted in our nation, then in order for that prayer to be effective, we have to be righteous people. So God, uh, when we start praying about righteousness, the first thing God's going to say is, okay, well, there's a few areas of your life which I need to deal with first. Uh, or uh, he takes the, uh, the fact that we've allowed him to deal with with us previously and we've dealt with uh, little issues of unrighteousness or sin in our life that makes us far more effective then to be able to pray for righteousness because we're, we can become a clear channel through which God can work into the areas of prayer that we're aiming for. For more information about these schools, the Watchman School of Intercession, I'll give the website now and I'll give it again in just a few moments, www.ausprayernet.org.au. That's A-U-S, prayernet.org.au. Uh, just explain for us, Brian, uh, the, the actual uh, schools, how do people actually book you in or someone who's part of your network to actually come and be a, a presenter of this style of, of prayer training? Yes, if they go to our website, as you've given the website there, all the details of the prayer, uh, uh, the schools are there. Um, then if they uh, are interested in holding one, uh, they can write to me at the email address given on the article. Um, or they can uh, become a member of the prayer network and through the prayer network newsletters we keep in, people informed as to where the schools are being held uh, so that they and how to register and so forth. So each school has a different registrar, a uh, person registering, um, and so that they need to to know where the schools are being held so they can uh, find one that's close to them. And they're being held all, all over the nation, so uh, they might have to wait a few months before one comes uh, within to their state, but uh, there'll be schools in each state throughout the year. And 1,600 people have already been through these uh, foundation-level courses. That's pretty encouraging, isn't it? I, I think it's amazing myself. Uh, uh, it's up to 1750 now because we had another one since I sent you that uh, <laughs> okay. that material. So, uh, uh, you know, 26 schools, 1750 people, you can sort of see just uh, how popular they are. 
Well, I'm inspired. Uh, when we start to talk about the sorts of numbers you were saying, as many as 100,000 praying Australians, they're ones who are connected with the Australian Prayer Network, and many, many more beyond. Uh, let's give that website address, ozprayernet.org.au, to get details about the Watchman School of Intercession. Brian Pickering, thank you so much for being with us today on 2020. My pleasure, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.